thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 53. What is your substance? Whereof are you made, that millions of strange shadows on you tend? Since every one hath, every one one shade, but you and you but one can every shadow lend. Describe Adonis, and the counterfeit is poorly imitated after you. On Helen's cheek all art of beauty set, and you in Grecian tires are painted new. Speak of the spring and foison of the year, the one doth shadow of your beauty show, the other as your beauty doth appear, and you in every blessed shape we know. In all external grace you have some part, but you, like none, none you for consent heart, constant heart. Damn it, those last two words. It's, it's also a consenting heart, hopefully. It's also, it is also, yes, that's what Shakespeare meant. Uh, your, that was Sonnet 50, 50, 53, I'm trying to say my Fs, 53 um, of Shakespeare's sonnets. I'm Mark Chesley, and I am joined by the very European-looking... Thierry Hillis. I'm still not sure what European-looking actually means. It, 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 European-looking for a male is quite gaunt in the face, but with, with swooshy hair and quite pale. And, and a beard. You have to have a beard to be European-looking. You have a beard. I do, but I'm not European-looking. <laughs> if anything, I'm mildly Middle Eastern-looking. It, it's quite bizarre. That's... Wow. Did you not think... Ma- Ma- like... Mark Al-Chatterley. Yeah. It's good. I, I like my, my cool looks. So this was, this was Sonnet 53. Sonnet 53, we're, we're back to um, loving the fair youth, or Shakespeare's back to loving the fair youth. And and this is another one of the, the sonnets that seems very much in the vein of the very early sonnets, which is comparing the fair youth to beauty and, and essentially saying that beauty itself is a pale imitation of the fair youth. Um, and so in this we have... Uh, describe Adonis and and the counterfeit is poorly imitated after you. So, someone describing Adonis, who's who's meant to be the the perfection of, of of male sort of physique and beauty. If you try and describe that, you're actually describing the fair youth, but in a very bad way because the fair youth is so much greater. And and that kind of attitude is repeated through this sonnet as a you can describe whatever type of beauty you want, but you're only describing a mere silhouette, a shadow of the fair youth. Which, which again has the, uh, the the idea that we've had a few times, the platonic cave with um, people tied to a, a chair and they can only see the shadows of the real world rather than what real beauty lies outside. Yes, uh, yes, So because the shadows come up in this again. It start, uh, <coughs> Sorry. That, that's, that's okay, you're allowed to cough, you are but human. Um, the, the, Am I? You are but human, just but human. Um, Yes, the shadows come into this again at the beginning. The the that millions of strange shadows on you tend since everyone since everyone hath everyone one shade. It's lots of repetition in this one as well. Um, and the shadow bit in, until you mentioned the 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 shadow cave idea um, back when we originally did it, which was around about sonnet thirty something, I believe. Um, I'd never heard of it, and and it seems to make all of these sonnets sort of fall into place. It's a very, very... Well, I guess it was more common in Shakespeare's times, but in, in philosophy, it's a very important concept overall. <laughs> and that just uh, that just kept... Well, it just it, it kept popping up. You have Platonic metaphysics, Neoplatonic metaphysics. It's, it's just an idea that 
even during Shakespeare's time would have been quite quite common. And it is it's, it's a nice idea that the, the fact that you can be chained down and, and kept in the dark and, and what you see, you feel and think because it's all you've ever experienced is the world. But it's not. It's just a, a shadow of the world and a silhouette of the world, I guess. And it's quite a interesting idea. And, and, and I suppose it, that's quite a good description of, of love, that until you meet the person you love the world is it's that that is quite cliched now but the world is dull and then you meet the your love and you you suddenly see the world for for what it is you become complete and and colors are brighter and and emotions pigs can fly in pigs can fly you can tell which one's the cynical one out of us two (laughs) oh it's no one loves thierry i'm not (laughs) Uh, cynical is the way to deal with life, <laughs> if you say so. Um, so yes, yeah, so, so that the, the shadows are in this. Adonis in this. Uh, Helen's cheek. Uh, Helen being being goddess. The, well, not the goddess. The uh, the wife of Mel something. The the woman who ran away with, um, with Paris to Troy and yes. started the war. <sighs> Women. <laughs> Menelaus, I think it was Menelaus, something like that. You, you know, Her husband. Not. You know lots and lots of stuff. I, I had to do the whole... Well, I did I, the, the Greek part of history in school and I had to read Ulysses in university. And... Wow. Or I'm trying to think back what we did in Greek in, in school. Was it Ulysses? I... No, the, the Odyssey. That's the one. I Yeah. We we did the Trojan horse um, in, in school. That's pretty much about all we covered with, with in Greek history. Wow. No, I, I had to do the... Oh, God. I had an entire year in school just dedicated to Greek history. Wow. I suppose that's, that's was, quite deep. Well, there was a lot... I mean, they came up with the idea of democracy. They did. They not, were very not, good. Not as we know it. It was still... It, it was still very much plutocratic, but... Yeah. They're very, a very they, clever bunch. And you're a very clever man for knowing all about it. And, and I'm a little bit dim for not... But, oh my. <laughs> I just it just means that we went through different school systems. I've, I'm sure if I'm sure if you if you read on it uh, read up on it, yeah, I, I'd know all yeah, about it. I yeah. could be a scholar. It'd be it'd be brilliant. But I choose not to because I choose to spend my time um, uh, watching TV and and stuff like that. There, there are more. Well, historians are probably going to beat me up now, but there are more interesting topics than uh, Greek history. <laughs> There's a lot of war and yeah. That war, war, war tends to make things good fun. Yeah, but not not if you read about them. And well, we don't. We, we, those sort of wars, we we tend to treat as in that city attacked that city, and so many people died, and that's it, and that yeah, had this political effect. I remember learning about the the the, the tanks with the shields and the archers and, and oh stuff yeah. Like that. So that was cool to learn when I was a kid. Uh, I I used to like learning stuff like that, but. We didn't really know a lot, and and any sort of mythology, I had to learn myself through through watching like Jason and the Argonauts and things like that. Um, See, I also had that because I did Latin. There's there's a lot of mythology because the the many many texts that you have to translate early on before you can read Caesar and all those sort of great poets and authors are just mythology, just just short stories about mythology. I mean, I suppose that makes sense, and I, and a lot of. A lot of Shakespeare's work is based on those those myths as well, which is quite interesting. 
And I, blah, let's go back. That was a weird tangent. It was nobody. I mean, it was spurred off from the sonnet, so it is, it's a good, valid tangent. That's fine. Um, and I'm making noises with my radiator. I'm sorry. It's slightly cold here. Um, I quite like the the comparisons going on, especially to uh, speaking of spring and the beauty of the year. And, and even spring is is lesser than the beauty of the fair youth, which is a really nice, slightly over the top comparison. Um, and I just think it's we're we're back to Shakespeare being in love again, and I think he does that very well. Although I I feel he does the being angry sonnets slightly better than the being in love ones, but we're definitely back. The, 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 the angry sonnets tend to be. I tend to have better ideas. Well, I suppose when he wrote these, the ideas would have been fairly new. Still, it's just this is four hundred years old. We've we've read these ideas so many times. <laughs> it it just doesn't feel as good anymore as it would have been in sixteen something, sixteen oh nine, when he published them. Yeah, uh, yes. It, it, what appears cliche to us wouldn't have been cliche then. I. I... I come back last week. I went away and saw Hamlet in Stratford by the RSC, and and it's very interesting to watch that because some of the the larger soliloquies in it to us are just cliche after cliche after cliche all the way through. But at the time, they would have been quite uh, amazing strings of words, just phrases you've never heard of, and and it was it's just very bizarre looking back on it that that the so much of what shakespeare has done has has come into common usage and has become cliched and 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 now we look on these sonnets and go well this is, that's a very cliched description of love but it it wouldn't have been and and i think that's the mindset you've got to get into when you start appreciating some of these is that well he 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 defined a lot of the well he, he created a lot of phrasings and expressions that we use today so well, yeah, they are cliché in the sense that he's the origin of that idea. Which is it's, it's really strange. It's, it's a very strange thing. And, and, and not something I think you as a as a creator could ever predict that something you create will become commonplace. I guess How it, could you? I mean... It's something I think everyone would love, but I don't think it's, you cannot predict what's going to be taken forward and what isn't. Because for every cliché that, that's in Shakespeare's works now, there's there's hundreds of lines of dialogue which aren't cliched so you can never know i think and i, I find that quite fascinating what why well, we've only we've only kind of talked do you see any other reading in this sonnet at all i, I kind of like the idea that nature almost hands over its beauty to to the fair youth as well He's not just more beautiful. He's he he also gets what because like, was it um, line, uh, whatever that is nine. Speak of the spring and poison of the year. The one doth shadow of your beauty show. And then he says, uh, the other as your bounty doth appear. Yeah. So basically, the harvest is not just more plentiful and and more whatever than the beautiful youth. It, it's specifically there for the youth. Oh, I like that. So so spring is beauteous not because it it is full of beauty but it's beauteous because the fair youth essentially makes it so the fair youth is so beautiful that he he is the 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 cause and yeah and 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 a lot of these sonnets with when it's talking about this kind of level of beauty it does suggest that he is the definition of beauty 
and that that anything else is a watering down of or a shadow of him so in that sense you could see him as like the the source of beauty which i guess would be almost blasphemous in, in a way well as far as i can remember he's never actually mentioned god in the sonnet so far not not the so, christian so, so, god Oh, he, he, Which, he mentioned doves and things like that, but yeah, not. But in, not he didn't specific, he didn't refer to Jove or whatever they called him at the time. Yeah, no, no, nothing explicit. So, so the fair youth could just be the, the I don't know the the perfect creation of God. Yeah, ah, oh, that's interesting, and, and that... he, he, he never he never actually says that he's better than anyone else or than, anything than, else than, than a god than a. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not even sure if he call, he ever calls him a deity. No, no, and he doesn't ever go that far. No, no, not that I'm aware of. I mean, he com- he's comparing him to to various mythological beauties, and, and yeah, but he he wouldn't have that. That would have been mythology. Back then that that as wouldn't well, yeah. be that he wouldn't have considered them as as gods that he prayed to. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah. That's, so it, it it does shot it does stop short of of being just just short of yeah, which is is I suppose a very fine line to tread. Well, he, he would have had to, and uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Elizabethan times were still very much religious. Don't don't want to annoy the church. It's it's not a good thing to do. <laughs> that's you can do today. That's fine. Yes, but and still, depending on what part of the world you live in, you might not want to. But yeah, I, it, it's not good in certain countries, in even some certain European countries. It's not good to to do it in, but mainly in 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 most Western cultures, it's it's not too bad. Although saying that, I mean, saying you're an atheist is a kind of dirty word in America. That's quite a interesting world we live in. But let, let, let's stop that rant before we go too far down that 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 road. I think it's probably a good idea. Um, I I like this sonnet. I do. It's it's one of the nice beauty ones again. Um, but in in terms of depth, there's not a lot to it other than than the fair youth is is beautiful and he's more beautiful than everything else. Everything else is a shadow of him, and, and in the sense that he. I suppose he radiates these these shadows out. You're right. He 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 brings beauty. The shadow of his beauty is somehow infectious. It adds more beauty to you. Mm. Um, I suppose is is an idea that's that's going on here. But deeper than that, there, there's not a lot. It's it's a sort of sycophantic love sonnet. I I actually the the last line reading that, but um, but you like none none. I'm already screwing it up, but you like none, none you for constant heart. The, the constant heart isn't really. Who is he trying to fool himself there? Because it hasn't always been the constant heart. There, there have been <laughs> blips. They have been well angry at each other, and and there was the whole. I can't remember the numbers now. Where, where he accused the fair youth, and because the fair youth slept with a girl, and yes. So yeah, in all so external just... grace, you have some part. But you like none, none you for constant heart. I I think what that's saying. Yeah, in all external grace, so in every every piece of beauty you can be seen, um, 
so so if anyone else is beautiful it, it's a reflection of you um yeah it, it's for constant heart he's kind of suggesting he has a constant heart maybe it's an admission from shakespeare that that he got angry at the fair youth but maybe the fair youth didn't get angry back the fair youth has always been the same he has this constant heart yeah but the fair youth is also the one who made the who, who betrayed shakespeare but maybe the, 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 the betrayer usually doesn't get angry yeah maybe the betrayer in this case doesn't even realize he betrayed i mean mm-hmm. he did essentially do what shakespeare told him to which was go out and sleep with women it's just yeah no yeah. but there, there was yeah, no that makes i don't remember in those sonnets it's saying go sleep with a woman except for this one it, <laughs> it's yeah so maybe that's an admission from shakespeare then, that's, that, that that should the be the, uh, the tagline for the podcast wow that's, and, that's and true deep. and always done what he had always done and and it's shakespeare's fault that he sees these faults in the fair youth if that makes sense the fair youth is so beautiful that any faults in the fair youth are actually your faults projected yeah 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 that makes sense wow that's that's deep okay this this only got a bit deeper but okay um yeah that's that, that that should be the uh, the tagline for the podcast. Wow, that's that's deep. That's that's deep. <laughs> it's one of my my incredibly witty, intelligent one liners. Is wow, Shakespeare's good. I like. Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, um, I do sound a bit like a stoner, I, and I promise people I'm not stoned at the moment. Although I do have Peace. a collection of of painkillers in front of me, which are very nice. <laughs> But I can't take them. Yeah, in. but um, yeah, you you have a uh, a prescription for that. It's not I like do. you uh, no, you 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 uh you bought tramadol on a uh, the street corner from a <laughs> weird looking fella. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing! I love the idea that um, oh, this is completely unrelated to the sonnet, but I just love the idea that you can get drugs that are drugs that are like manufactured by pharmaceutical companies. And then sold on the black market. It's not like pot that someone's grown in their in their garden or or heroin which has been smuggled into the country. It's no, it's a proper pharmaceutical box that probably has a prescription label on it with someone's name scribbled off. I just love the fact there's a black market in that. It's well, they're they're probably. I mean, prescription drugs are heavily regulated. Yes. I mean, most of the drugs that you can buy here, you would never ever f- just get without a prescription back in Luxembourg. Britain is incredibly liberal okay. for uh, for drugs. There's, the, the the whole idea of that boots almost as a supermarket for for drugs is is almost insane. <laughs> so so if if you are in the foreign, like, you know, especially America, where they well the FDA is fairly stringent on allowing certain drugs, and I mean their their guidelines might be a bit screwed up, considering well depending on your point of view, but they are. <laughs> They are very, very, very strict. Yeah, and I, and I could easily see that there's a black market for uh, painkillers and... for, for certain. Yeah, and especially because the the price would be different as well. Yeah, interesting. On that, on that little complete side note about drugs, I I shall let Thierry read us out for Sonic fifty three. Ah, oh, brought to you by Tramadol. Yeah, fifty. We should just just. just... We should just email Tramadol and see if uh, they want to sponsor us. <laughs> oh, we could just do the sonnets on Tramadol for the rest of the... Oh, we, I like this sonnet. Why, why do you like this sonnet? It's funny. 
I'm in a cave. <laughs> no, I'm in, and there are shadows. I don't like it. I go to sleep. <laughs> anyway, let, let's let, let, read read the sonnet. You have to read the sonnet. Be a good Thierry. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. <laughs> sonnet fifty three. What is your substance? Whereof are you made that millions of strange shadows on you tend? Since every one hath, every one, one shade, and you but one can every shadow lend. Describe Adonis, and the counterfeit is poorly imitated after you. On Helen's cheek all art of beauty sets, and you in Grecian tires are painted new. Speak of the spring, and poison of the year, the one doth shadow of your beauty show, the other as your bounty doth appear, and you in every blessed shape we know. In all external grace you have some parts, but you like none. None you for constant heart. Very good. That was Sonnet 53 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter at Nufkin. I've been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. Oh, oh, and we have a new thing. We, you can. Oh, yes, we do. Do you want we to do. do that? You can do that because you're cleverer. I'm not. There's not much to say. We. <laughs> if. If you have a, uh, a Flutter account, we, we've now included buttons on our website so you can Flutter this podcast and also Supermarket Matters if you like that one. And if you don't have a Flutter account, you should get one because it allows you to uh, give money to creators without overspending your money because you can basically set one monthly limit, say £5. And no matter how many buttons you click, that just those £5 get spread out amongst the creators evenly. It's, it's such a clever idea. I was very impressed when, when, when I actually... Because we've had people telling us to go on it for a while. And, and I finally looked into it this week. I'm incredibly impressed with, with the system and, and how it works. And, and how well it's been taken up by podcasters. So it's, it's very cool. You should definitely get on Flatter. It's, it's been created by um, oh, one of the Pirate Party guys. Yes. Uh, Pirate Bay guys. Peter Sunder, I think it was. It's, it's one of the guys. It's very, very... Very clever. Anyway, you should go check it out. But we will see you again uh, next time for Sonnet 54, which is slightly easier to say. See you later. Goodbye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com